You're listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Power of a Cookie podcast. See how cookie decorators are using cookies to make the world better, one cookie at a time. everybody today we are here we're back at the power of a cookie it's december this is so exciting i mean the power of a cookie seems to be going really really well thank you guys for listening today we are here with michelle jones from sweet charity cookies hi michelle how are you Hi, Lisa. I'm fine, thanks. Lovely to talk to you. It's lovely to talk to you, and we can tell with my southern accent and your accent. Do you want to tell everybody where you're from? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting here in England across the pond. Across the pond. That just sounds so... I don't know. That just sounds so good. It sounds like we're in some kind of a fairy tale kind of movie or something. (laughs) I love it. So what are you doing across the pond? I heard you've been a little bit busy today. A little bit busy. I've been out at one of our Christmas fairs that I do at this time of year, trying to get the general public to buy some cookies from me. So um, so you want them to buy cookies. I know why you want them to buy cookies, but can you tell everybody why? But the funny thing is, guys, she calls them biscuits like most people, you know, that are across the pond, and we call them cookies. So she's going to say biscuits, and we're going to say cookies, so you guys have to keep up. I think this is one you might have to pay attention to, especially with my <laughs> southern accent. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> Okay, so tell everybody why you've been trying to sell cookies and what's going on with you. Well, I'm called Sweet Charity, and the reason for the name is because I raise money for our local children's hospice. Um, I make biscuits, and all the money that I take is donated to them. So at this time of year, I'm extremely busy making literally thousands of cookies and going to different Christmas events and trying to persuade the general public that they should part with some of their hard-earned cash to help the lives of these children. And how did you find out about Children's Hospice that made you want to take such a huge part of your life and make cookies and donate it? Um, This particular Children's Hospice, Francis House, is local to my area and it's also the Children's Hospice that unfortunately if any child is um, terminally ill Around here they would then um, be able to use the facilities of Francis House so when my son was born 23 years ago we started following the hospice and we followed the story of a little girl called Kirsty who was born at the same time with a life-limiting um, condition and so from there we took a keen interest we supported the hospice as a family and when I decided that uh, biscuits came into my life and in fact took over my life I thought I'd put my hobby to good use and try and raise some money for them. I think that's a great I mean what better way to use biscuits or cookies to you know help help kids I mean especially families that are going through that you know I bet when they see you coming they're just relieved that you're there to to help and do whatever that they need at that time. Mm. Yeah and and The one misconception people have is that these places are sad and unhappy, but the hospice is actually a happy place because children go there for respite, but they can also go there when it's near the end of their life as well. But 
it is a happy place. There's lots of um, sensory rooms, there's lots of activities, the hospice supports the um, not only the child who's ill, but also their brothers and sisters long afterwards as well. And it is a happy place as well, because, you know, they try and remember the child um, and all the good times as well. That is absolutely amazing. And I, I'm going to just share something right now. And um, for our family, I'm getting the first interaction with hospice ever because my father-in-law, he is suffering from kidney failure. And he went in the hospital um, a little while ago, not very long ago. And he, he stayed there for a while. And now hospice, they let him go home. They've made him very comfortable. He's at home and hospice comes a couple days a week, I think three times a week to help out and do things, you know, that, that they need. And like you said, the people at hospice are just, they're so nice and so kind and they make it happy. But you're right. When you hear the word hospice, you automatically, you just kind of get sad and it's not necessarily yes. that way. So I'm glad that you're sharing this light, especially with children, because you would think, oh my goodness, that would be miserable. But, you know, they, they know exactly what to do to make it work, you know? Exactly. And, and for example, today when I was out selling um, the cookies, I had a lady who came along who said that um, she'd had a cousin who had spent some time there and unfortunately died. And then there was another family who knew of somebody that had used the services. So in, in my area where I go, there's usually somebody at every single market who the hospice has touched. Wow. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely I mean, it's, it's amazing. I'm so happy for what you do. And I met you at the very first cookie con. And you when, did. yeah, when you told me what you did, yeah. that's exactly, I thought, oh, that's sad. But then I thought, oh, that's awesome. And so what you do, I mean, you've, you made an impression on me since day one. I remember two things a lot about that cookie con. Well, I shared with Karen, my airbrush gun didn't work whenever I went to do the demonstration. That was kind of a little challenging there. But the second thing is you and you telling me your story. And then somehow me, you and Callie ended up on, I mean, what were we on? Were we on a trolley? I don't know. Yes, that's right. You were getting ready to get off someplace that you were supposed to get off. And I said, Callie, she's going to get off. And Callie just reached and picked you up and flung you behind her. I mean, she just like, like you were a child. She just picked you up and flung you. She's like, don't get off yet, Michelle. And I was like, oh, what just happened? And she always says, do you remember the day when I nearly broke your shoulder? Yes, that is. She almost broke your shoulder. I will always yeah. remember that. Every time I just, I have to laugh out loud. I mean, it was precious. It was funny. It was. <laughs> it was great. But like I said, I remember you because of that and because of what you do. You have just made this. Seriously, I think it was it was then and then, you know, Mike and Karen asking me to be the keynote speaker is what made me start thinking about how powerful cookies are. Because seriously, mm -hmm. people use them to do such amazing things. And this is one of those, you know, that you use it to help kids and help families. And so... Now, I know that I talked to you right before we started, and I asked you um, how how many years that you have been doing this for hospice? How many years have you been selling? About four and a half years now. And in that four and a half years, in your money, your currency, how much have you made for hospice? 
Well, hopefully by the end of December, I will have raised £40,000. Which is how much American money? It's roughly about $53,000. In four and a half years. Mm -hmm. Wow. How many people help you sell the biscuits? I'm going to call them (laughs) biscuits for you. How many people are helping you do that over there? (laughs) Um, Well, my poor husband helps me occasionally and in fact is doing the market tomorrow because we're double booked but otherwise it's me me single-handedly that's just like unbelievable I mean I cannot believe that you're doing that much on your own I mean is there things that we can do to help you out in any way shape or form no I don't think so I just sit there in my cookie room and literally the last six weeks I've been doing 14 hour days literally from eight in the morning till 10 at night I must have iced over 2,000 biscuits plus Um, and then my husband will help with packing them and sealing them and you know generally helping what a husband you have I I do I have a very good husband he's he's, he's just come in and sat next to me but he can't hear what you're saying give him a hug for me because I mean that's serious I mean what devotion I mean that's that's awesome you just give him a big old hug from Tennessee okay (laughs) okay so once you sell the cookies then you Mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about the process on how that goes because Mm -hmm. you know anytime you sell cookies and take donations and things like that it gets tricky so I like the way that you have this worked out can you share that with us Mm -hmm. well when I do the Christmas markets obviously people are paying me cash and I collect all the cash and then once a year in January I take that to the hospice myself if people are ordering because they're doing uh, they want wedding cookies or christening or whatever I get them to pay the hospice directly it makes it much easier and it's also nice for them because it really makes a difference to them that they know that um, for example, I've just had a couple who have booked me for a wedding next year and they really like the idea that they're paying the hospice directly. And then the hospice notifies me that the money has come in and then I can go ahead and, and make the biscuits. See, I think that's wonderful because like you and I were talking, the less you have to deal with the money and touch the money, the better off it is. And so, and if they are paying hospice directly, then they take part ownership in that. They want it to succeed and they want it to be successful. And I think that's just a brilliant system that you have. I mean, brilliant. So when when it comes to the price of the cookies, do you set the price or do you let them do donations or how does that work? Because I know a lot of different people do it a lot of different ways. No, I set the price as if, you know, I was selling as if it was a business, but I always tell them that they're welcome to pay more if they want. Yeah, (laughs) you're welcome to double my cost if you'd like. Absolutely, yeah, why not? (laughs) And I do like that. Does that ever happen? Because when stuff like that happens with me, sometimes I sell cookies here. I don't really sell them. I take donations like you do to help send kids to camp, like the inner city kids here in Knoxville. to to camp and when I tell them a price and then they pay more it just it just makes my heart grow like the Grinch's heart because they care and they want you know to participate and be a part of the the children's lives so so does that happen to you often it it, it doesn't happen often but it but it does happen and like today somebody will be paying um, for some cookies and it might be 17 pounds and they'll give me a 20 pound note and they'll say keep the change I've had it once where I did some 
recipes for um, grandfather ordered for his granddaughter for her birthday. And I think it was, um, we agreed, I mean, it was a few years ago, so we agreed, I think it was about, in, your, in dollars, it would be about um, $3 a cookie. And he actually, I mean, he is a very wealthy man, and I do know him, and he actually paid me $50 for each cookie. Oh, my goodness. That and is... I, was, I was absolutely blown away. Yeah, I mean, you're just speechless, and mm. that's wonderful. That's yeah. It's it's like this is December. There was Santa Claus. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but it's never happened since like that. <laughs> but that you know, if that happens once, I mean, what a blessing, you know. Mm. I just I look at that as a huge, huge blessing. So, um, wow. Yeah. Okay, so we know how many cookies you're making, thousands of cookies. Mm. We know that you're working, you know, long days with little sleep, and you're selling these. And I heard it was raining there today. It was raining today. But, it, but it's usually just uh, sort of in the six-week period leading up to Christmas where, you know, it's it's really where all the effort goes. During the year, I don't do as much because I don't sort of promote it and I don't want it to take over completely I want to still enjoy it because that's the whole point of it really yeah I agree with that so when when do you work on designs like apparently by the time this this time of year comes around you pretty much have to know what designs you're going to be making oh absolutely I promised my husband that I'd get them all sort of finalized in August but that never wow. quite happened but yeah usually about September and um a li I was a little bit earlier this year so really by the end of September so by the time you know I'm finished with Christmas now and nobody's really started which is good I mean like where do you find your designs do you just dump a bunch of cookie cutters out and start tracing or um usually I'll I'll try and have a couple of ideas. Sometimes I'll take um, take inspiration from a Christmas card or my husband will say something or my daughter, or I'll see some um, color of fabric. And then it's the usual designs, you know, the, the Santa, the Rudolph. Um, but what I found is the more what I call artsy I like to go, it's not really what the general public want. They really want the bright designs the typical yeah. Christmas designs, and that's what sells. And, you know, sometimes you just want to throw yourself into it and, like you said, make the fancy designs and mm. things like that. But you got to give the public what they want. If they want Absolutely. simple and cute, then that's – and really you're going to be – it's going to benefit you to not just go exactly. totally crazy. You're going to get more sleep that way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, that is awesome. Now, where does the money come from for all the supplies? for cookies and icing and packaging and things like that that comes from us as a family um, wow. we donate everything all the costs of the material all the cost of the packaging and everything and then sometimes I'm lucky enough I can get um, somebody to donate some sugar or to donate some butter um, and that really helps but the rest of it is paid for by us Wow. I mean, what an amazing family you guys are because to, to take this and do this and do it with such passion and just such love in your hearts. I mean, the people there are what a huge blessing. I mean, oh, that's thank you. like I said, you, you left an imprint on my heart when oh, I met thank you, you. <laughs> and it's just because of the love. I mean, you just have like, it's amazing. If you guys get a chance to meet Michelle, you need to meet Michelle. <laughs> 
We love Michelle. <laughs> Are you going to CookieCon this year? No. Oh, no. oh, I wish you were. <laughs> no, I don't. No. I, I know it's hard, especially when you live. It is. Yeah, across the pond. So and, far away, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard to do. So, and I love the way Mike and Karen do it. It's awesome. So, I just maybe one of these days we can, like, you know, come kidnap you, you know, grab you oh, feel free. in yeah. your pajamas, you know, and throw yeah. you on a plane and bring you yeah. back with us because that would just be so much fun. It would. It so, would. well, what are the plans now? You said that you're both, you and your husband are tag teaming tomorrow because you're double booked. So, mm -hmm. what happens after? tomorrow how much more are you selling um after that i've got um some christmas orders to do i've also got a birthday set to do and then i'll do some sets for friends and family so it can be a nice relaxed time making cookies oh that'll be good so no yeah. thousands to make so no no no, no. <laughs> that'll be definitely good. not oh that'll be so good well i'm telling you i like i said i don't know how this idea popped into your head and how you started doing this. But I'm telling you, I know that you've touched so many lives. Do you ever get like letters from the kids or families or thank you cards no, or anything? No, in fact, as a fundraiser, you don't actually have contact with the family. Yeah. Um, I have my contacts with the fundraisers at the hospice. Which, but, you know, they're lovely. They're absolutely lovely. Which is awesome. I mean, that's, like I said, you that's the bonds that you want to build. So they'll keep opening the door and letting you help. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, I am just like in awe of everything that you oh. do. I mean, seriously. And again, I want to encourage people out there. If you're listening to this podcast and you think, and, and it was Bernie with the, um, how did I just go blank? <laughs> Tender hands. It's Bernie in India. And she said, you know, you don't have to do a lot to make a difference. And not that I'm saying that you don't do a lot. I mean, your whole family has taken on this project by themselves and you guys are doing a lot. But I know a lot of people want to be on the power of cookie and share what they do. But you don't have to go out there and, you know, feed millions with cookies. I mean, if you do one project like this, it's an important project and, and it's an, a meaningful project. If you do something, please let me know because I would love to have you on here that way we can seriously encourage each other to change the world with the power of a cookie. Just one cookie at a time, you know? Exactly. You never know where it will lead. I started with one cookie, and look where I've got to. Yeah. And when I talked to Hillary last week, she said that she made the Thomas the Train cookies, and she said, I got so tickled. She said, yeah, I made them for, she made them for John John's birthday, and mm. she said that there was 15 people there, and she made over 80 cookies. <laughs> So she said she was walking around to the, the male person and everybody saying, here, have a cookie, have a cookie, have a cookie. <laughs> so she started with one cookie, but it was one times 80. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that we should all take a lesson from you and learn how to use cookies to change the world and make it better. Because this is like, I mean, at a time where it's really hard in people's lives, I mean, you're showing them love and you know, that's, that's the most important thing is to show each other love and care. And it is. So it is. I, and I've been very, you know, as a family, we're very, very fortunate indeed that we don't need to use the services of the hospice, but were we 
in need, we would want fundraisers as well out there raising money for them. Absolutely. So, and like I said, with my father-in-law, I'm, you know, getting a chance to see hospice, you know, closer in our family and, you know, what a, what a great thing that, that people that work there are doing. They're just making everybody feel loved and comfortable and making sure it's not just about the person that needs the hospice either. It's about the entire family, you know, so, Mm. so they want to make everyone feel loved. So, yeah, well, I love you, Michelle. (laughs) And I'm glad that Callie threw you back on, you know, that trolley and ripped your shoulder out of the socket. She didn't really rip it out of the socket. But I'm glad that she saved you because you are just such a blessing to this world. And like I said, I just, I enjoy talking to you. We don't get to talk that much, but I enjoy talking to you. And I can't wait to talk to you even more. Now, There's one thing that I kind of put people on the spot about, and so don't hate me, still be my friend. <laughs> is, is there some kind of words of wisdom or something that you want to share with everybody out there? Um, I think it's just, as you say, we can all make a difference. It doesn't matter how big or how small, but we can all make a difference. And it's just taking that first step to make the difference. Yeah, definitely. And and let me just ask you this. Let me add to that or just ask another question to that. Were you nervous when you started making cookies for or, or biscuits for hospice? I mean, did it, did you like, were you nervous about where to start and what to do? Or did it all just kind of fall into place? It all fell into place, really. I was hoping you would say that. Yeah, see, people, no, it's it did, easy. <laughs> so, so, see, everybody, it's easy. You can do this. I you promise. You can do it. And, and people welcome um, anybody trying to to help others, really. So it's just about, uh, you know, taking encouragement from them as well and, and continuing along that path. Yeah, I think, and, and what a path it is. It's a, it's a great, great path. So find something. Let's, let Michelle encourage you. Find one thing that you want to make a donation to this year with cookies or some encouragement that you want to spread with cookies. And if you do, please, please shoot me an email or a message or something and let me know what you've done because you're who we're looking for. I mean, we want everybody to just jump on the bandwagon and, and give cookies to everybody and make them feel loved. Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have Michelle's information in the podcast or on the post so you can find it at thebarefootbaker.com and it's under the power of a cookie and she is um episode number 9. We're we're getting ready to go double digits. This is so exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, look for Michelle and uh I can't thank you enough, Michelle, for being here. You're welcome. Remember, thank you for asking me. Well, I love it. Thank you so much. And remember, um, her Instagram is Sweet Charity Cookies, and she's on Facebook. On not, are you? Are no, you under, not on Facebook? Not on I Facebook. Never did that? Do you remember? Never. Only on Instagram. Only on Instagram. If you want to see Michelle, go to Instagram. So, and it's Sweet Charity Cookies. And Michelle, you inspire me so much. You encourage me so much. And thank you so, so much for being here. We've enjoyed having you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, guys, come back in two weeks. And I know that this is a recording, so it's going to be on here for a little while. But there's a rumor going around that um, Mrs. Claus... And Santa will be here in two weeks. So I'm sure you guys are going to want to hear what they have to say. So come on back, have a cookie with us, and we'll see you in two weeks. 
Thanks for listening to the Power of a Cookie podcast at thebarefootbaker.com.